Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Saturday, the 29th of July. I'm Kira Evans, and this was a week that saw wildfires, extreme weather, and climate anxiety. Slow progress in Ukraine, the US Congress investigating UFOs, and tributes to music icon Sinead O'Connor. Grab a cup of something hot, put up your feet, and get up to speed on the seven biggest stories of the week. This is the standout seven from the small seven. It's news, but not the news. This week has seen climate anxiety ramp up as a heatwave across southern Europe led to wildfires breaking out across Greece, Italy, Algeria and Croatia. Almost 20,000 people were evacuated from the Greek island of Rhodes as the fires began to threaten homes and hotels. Firefighters struggled to contain the flames with strong winds and extreme temperatures driving them across the southeast and into the path of popular tourist resorts. Greek Fire Brigade spokesperson Ioannis Antopios says they've had to carry out the largest controlled evacuation in the country's history. The precautionary evacuation involved some 19,000 people. This was the largest safe transport operation for residents and tourists ever carried out in our country. And as Greek authorities announced further evacuations of the island of Crete, thousands of tourists were caught up in the chaos, including British holidaymaker Amy Layden, who described her experience evacuating. It was just terrifying. Like, we've got our 11-year-old daughter with us and we were walking down the road at 2 o'clock in the morning and the fire was catching up with us. And I was just thinking, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this because I didn't think we were going to make it. Monday saw Greek Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis declare that Greece is at war with fire as firefighters battled for a seventh straight day with wildfires in multiple locations, including Rose, Corfu and now Evia, the latest island to go up in flames. Blazes on Rose remained out of control, according to the island's deputy mayor, and the fires have forced 19,000 people to leave their homes. But Greek Minister of Tourism Olga Kefalogiani isn't worried. She says people should continue flying to Rhodes. There has been no disruption in the airport. Only a small part of the whole island of Rhodes was affected. The fires have brought climate change into focus, but when asked about the push to reach net zero, Rishi Sunak said he doesn't want to increase household costs through environmental policy. Yes, we're going to make progress towards net zero, but we're going to do that in a proportionate and pragmatic way that doesn't unnecessarily give people more hassle and more costs in their life. Two Greek Air Force pilots died on Tuesday as their firefighting plane crashed while they attempted to drop water bombs on the ongoing wildfires in southern Greece. While evacuation flights took tourists off the islands, volunteers on the ground were assisting locals and the head of delegation for the International Federation of the Red Cross, Jesse Thompson, said they've been doing all they can to help those in the middle of the crisis. One of the beautiful things about the Red Cross is that we're made up of national societies but also local branches. Those are also people that come from the communities, they're local citizens that uh, may also be impacted themselves and so it's incredibly challenging for them that are working day and night but also worrying about their own loved ones. 
The heatwave and extreme weather conditions across southern Europe and the US saw climate change work its way to the top of the global agenda as the planet faces the hottest July on record. A new climate report from the UK's Met Office says that 2022's record-breaking temperatures are likely to become the new norm, with 40-degree temperatures becoming a recurring feature. Former chair of the Climate Change Committee, Lord Deben, says the UK is just not prepared. We are faced with a real disaster. If we don't act, the world will not be a place where our children children can live in. We're going to have migration of a kind we've never seen before, so people won't be moving to better themselves, they'll be moving to live at all. And the United Nations also weighed in as the World Meteorological Organisation confirmed that the temperature records being broken are because of the level of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres had a stark warning for the planet. The era of global warming has ended, the era of global boiling has arrived. The air is unbreathable, the heat is unbearable, and the level of fossil fuel profits and climate inaction is unacceptable. As the nation struggles with high mortgage rates and a rental crisis, the Tories are promising more homes in city centres, including a massive development in Cambridge. Housing Minister Michael Gove introduced new detail as part of the government's pledge to build a million new homes by the end of the current parliament. Rishi Sunak insists his party will meet its commitment before the next election, expected in 2024. And to help things along, Michael Gove is hoping to relax planning rules in England in an effort to create more homes in urban areas. We are unequivocally, unapologetically and intensely concentrating our biggest efforts in the hearts of our cities because that's the right thing to do economically environmentally and culturally his plans for cambridge are already attracting opposition with local tory mp anthony brown pledging to block the plan for a new urban quarter and labour's lisa nandy isn't convinced either she took aim at the government's new plan warning it doesn't go far enough House building has fallen off a cliff. We've got a generation shut out of home ownership. We need less of these broken promises, less of the recycled commitments and a government that is genuinely serious about getting Britain building again. It was another week of slow progress for Ukrainian forces in their bid to push back the Russian invasion of their territory. The process of advance has been slowed to a crawl by Russian landmines and fortified defences, which have meant that the main Ukrainian forces still haven't been deployed. Meanwhile, Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko travelled to St. Petersburg on Sunday to meet with Russian President and close ally Vladimir Putin. The pair discussed the Ukrainian counter-offensive. They claim it has failed. And the Wagner fighters who've been training the Belarusian military near the Polish border. And Lukashenko claimed some members of the mercenary group are now keen to push west into the NATO state. We began to be bothered by the Wagner group, asking us to go to the west. Of course, I keep them in Belarus as agreed. We wouldn't want to redeploy them there because they're in a bad mood. Russia continued to attack the port city of Odessa all week, targeting agricultural sites and grain storage and leaving several dead and dozens injured. Ukrainian MP Kira Rodok described the attacks. Every morning we are waking up to more and more bad news and tonight it was uh, probably the most vicious attack on Odessa since the beginning of the full-scale invasion. Author and Ukraine correspondent for the Financial Times, Christopher Miller, explained that the constant barrage of attacks is wearing down the residents of Odessa. It's horrific, but a lot of these missiles are targeting grain silos and infrastructure meant for the export of grains from Ukraine. And and it's having a major impact not only on the local economy, but the uh, global economy and uh, exacerbating uh, hunger in places that are in great need of, of food. 
Across the week, Russia broadened its targets in the wake of the collapse of the Black Sea grain deal, focusing on Ukraine's ports along the Danube River in a bid to close off another export outlet for vital grain supplies. It seems as if Moscow is intent on driving up the price of grain, having rebuffed fresh calls from the UN to reopen negotiations. New information from British intelligence indicates that Russia is also laying naval mines in the Black Sea, with the UK's ambassador to the UN, Barbara Woodward, briefing the media on Tuesday. President Putin has the power to end this war tomorrow, but he has shown no sign that he is willing to do so. In fact, he seems dead set on causing as much suffering around the world as he can. There's been a spate of MPs with high-profile second jobs, whether it's Sir Jacob Rees-Mogg wishering away on GB News or the truly odd Tory Deputy Chairman Lee 30p Anderson Joe. Oh, also on GB News. But now they could be in for a wake-up call as the head of the most senior ethics watchdog has called for limits on their extra work. The chairman of the Committee on Standards in Public Life, Lord Evans, has said MPs should be given a ceiling on how much time to spend on their second jobs as some are not putting their duty to constituents first. There have been some quite well-documented cases where it's hard to argue that this person is putting their main focus on their parliamentary duties given the amount of time that they appear to be giving to other activities. Doesn't sound like he's a fan of the Mog vision, and neither are Ofcom, who've opened an investigation into the Victorian hat stand show on Donald Trump. Lord Evans also raised the issue of donations to political parties, flagging that the rules on foreign money coming into politics are not strict enough. But levelling up Secretary Michael Gove doesn't seem too worried. Lord Evans is always a helpful commentator on these issues, but I do think that we have a fair, transparent and effective system at the moment. Still to come on the Standard 7, the US Congress investigates UFOs and we pay tribute to a music icon. Right after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. We've seen some odd sights in the US Congress in recent weeks, including Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene holding up explicit photos of Hunter Biden for reasons best known to herself. But weirdest of all was Wednesday's public hearing on UFOs. A whistleblower, David Grush, who worked for the Department of Defense's Unexplained Anomalous Phenomena Unit, says that not only are there recovered crashed UFOs, there may also be aliens. As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Kevin Spacey is perhaps best known for his role as Keezer Souls in The Usual Suspects, the mastermind hiding in plain sight who slips away scot-free at the end of the movie. In an unrelated story, actor Kevin Spacey was cleared of nine sexual offences against four men in a London jury trial at Southwark Crown Court on Wednesday. The actor's defence was that he was flirtatious and that the complainants were financially motivated and he spoke to the press after the conclusion of the trial. I'm enormously grateful to the jury for having taken the time to examine all of the evidence and all of the facts before they reach their decision. 
and I am humbled by the outcome today. The death was announced on Wednesday evening of Irish music icon Sinead O'Connor at just 56 years of age. Her family released a brief statement describing themselves as devastated and asking for privacy at this very difficult time. Her death comes just 18 months after the death of her son Shane. She shot to fame worldwide with her cover of Prince's song Nothing Compares to You and its iconic video. She used her fame and power to speak out, notably ripping up a picture of the Pope on live TV in 1992 to protest the Catholic Church's cover up of child abuse. She later converted to Islam and continued to write and record music. Here she is talking about the moment when she shocked the world. Rest in peace, Sinead. You know, and having grown up such a pious child and loved God and loved religion, I was raging that these people were actually turning people away from God. I knew exactly what I was doing. And I knew that it would take years for the for it to become apparent what I was doing and I was prepared to ride that. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.